Ain't this what they been waiting for? You ready? Uh. Uh. All right, we're live. It's been three years, a little over three years at this point, <laughs> which is really crazy given that we lived together for eight months and just never thought to do this. <laughs> like literally shared a wall and never thought to do this, but nah, we're back. We used to walk into each other's rooms, have 20 to 30 minute conversations, walk out as if we couldn't have recorded them. Yeah. Uh, or just, uh, we, we had a FaceTime conversation a few months ago and I remember looking at my phone, it was a four and a half hour conversation. I, yeah, it wow. felt like 30 minutes. It's like th- this, this shit just comes natural to us. That's uh, <laughs> what happens, man. When you got good company, then you have good conversation and it just keeps flowing from there. Especially when there's always so many things to talk about. Always so much to talk about, and we'll find some inventive stuff to talk about. I feel like we end up doing that anyway, but we're back. We're quite right, as always. You know what it is. <laughs> His name is Maurice. My name is Ivan. We're back, doing it big, doing it better. Hopefully a little more consistency this time now that <laughs> we can actually Probably schedule not. things. We're some grown-ups. Probably not. This might be the only podcast for the next three years again. You know, I think if we do it every three years, we're, we're right there for the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can build into the Olympics. Yeah, we still got time, too, because, you know, they put this one off. So, you know, if we do five years, we might be all right. Ooh. I mean, who knows if this recording's even going to work? That wouldn't be the first time either that we have issues <laughs> with that. So, I mean, it's I crazy. Look at it we, like we record this. like three episodes and we actually recorded four and only three times the audio works. So, we're running a solid percentage. <laughs> Listen, I look at the Hall of Fame in baseball. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's not it's not about how many times you get to hit. It's about the percentages on how you hit the ball. You know, every we missed one. It probably was a throwaway episode anyway. Lying because nothing we talk about is a throwaway episode. But, you know, just could put that in the canister. You know, we look at it like this. Instead of us giving you those four episodes, we gave you three so that the competition can get the fourth one. You know, we gave a little leeway. I mean, our slugging percentage is through the roof, though. Because you oh, know crazy. the quality in there is, yeah, next level, for sure. We all here hitting like the big hurt. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's like how we rolling <laughs> out here. <laughs> big hurt. I was, I was, so I was thinking about this, because I feel like the other thing we got to do differently this time, we got to get some other people on here. We got some friends we could probably bring in the mix. Kill a cam to, to throw a name out. <laughs> who, who would you want to get on here? Like, bucket list. Oh, bucket list of people that we already know. <laughs> or, or that you don't know. Like, who would you actually want to, like, just break bread with? That would be a funny one. I'm going to say, that would be a funny, that would actually be a funny one where it's like, who's your bucket list of people that you know? Like, <laughs> who can you call to give you a favor? It's like, it's like that. Like, I got to call in a favor. If I could talk to, I think it would depend on, on what we're talking about. Like, I think if, if it's sports, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a homer, so you know I'm a big Chuck. guy, and Ooh, no. and and you know I love my long corn. So Emmanuel Alcho would be a dope one. He's killing the, the the world right now. On um, speak for yourself with Marcellus Wiley. He has his book. He just dropped uncomfortable conversations with a black man. He has his his podcast that he's doing. So he could talk about anything in the world of sports. But it would be dope if we could get Emmanuel Alcho and Michael Smith on at the same time to talk sports. Like, that would be ill. That's a dope bucket list. Like, he's he's back with a brother from another on Peacock. I'm trying to support him. You know, they're working out the kinks like we are. Not to say we'll be on the same level, but I'm going to keep it real. I ain't been fired in a long time, and Michael Smith got fired from ESPN. So I feel like I'm winning a little bit in that battle. If we're talking about MMA and things like that, 
I would love to talk to people who don't really care about MMA, but they watch it. Like, I don't know who that may be, but people who can be like, yeah, I saw this one guy. He had a bunch of tattoos. He had like a, uh, I think he had a, a lion or a gorilla on his. Oh, you talk about Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah, Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like those people that are like in the background when you're at like a watch party of a UFC event and they're just there yeah. for the company and they get a little bit invested in it. That'd be, that'd be a fun one too to have people. Uh, I'd love to do that. Like if there's a big UFC card leading up mm-hmm. to, just have them come in, just show them two pictures and be like, all right, who's winning? no context at all who's winning just exactly. from the tattoos be like uh this dude's from uh kansas city this dude's from dagestan who's winning and if you can find dagestan on the on the map you actually get a plus 200 i don't know if i could i mean i know what country it's in i don't know that i could even come close to where it is i just assume it's out in the like frozen tundra part of russia but <laughs> I feel like it's it's the part of Russia that literally is always miserable. No, like no offense to anybody from Dagestan, but it's just certain places of the world where you do realize that you are a different breed of human from coming from it. You know, like Dagestan to me is the worst part of Alaska. You know how Alaska only has like sunlight for like 30 days out of like six months. And then it's like, oh yeah, I feel like that's Dagestan 365 though. I mean, Russia hates Dagestan. It's a part of their country. You know, it's like they they like to treat them like they're not part of the country, which that's not to say that there aren't similar things happening in other countries. But like, I, I'll never forget in the when the World Cup was out in Russia, Conor McGregor was sitting in Putin's box and Khabib was sitting with the common folk because he couldn't get an invite to any of the boxes or anything. And I was like, that tells you what Dagestan is. That dude is the best athlete in that country, maybe ever. It's probably ever for a dominance perspective, and that dude couldn't get an invite to sit in anyone's box. But to be honest, and this might get me assassinated, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. What doesn't get black people assassinated these days? What doesn't Russia hate? Like, I'm, I'm still – I don't think Russian – I don't think Russian parents love their own children. Like, I don't know where the love is for, for Russian people. Like, I know you might say vodka. But that's, you know, that could be it. But that could also be a stereotype. But I, I don't even know the last time I've seen a group of Russians smiling. Not one Russian in a group. I mean, a group of Russians together smiling. Like, I don't Miracle, think I've seen if they, if they, they What is it? If they smile, they get shot. I think that was the line from Miracle. <laughs> Which <laughs> I'm sure right. was a totally accurate uh, quote that they uh, picked up for no dramatic effect. But it might be true. Like, there, there's just some places, you know how there's some p- places that people consider, like, some of the happiest people come from? Like, like yeah, they would like, tell like, or for the Philippines, like, they say, like, the Filipino people are some of the nicest, happiest people ever. Like, no matter what their conditions are, they're just nice people. And I know it's not the same for everybody. These are generalizations. But when have we ever said that about Russians? Like, I just, it's just, it's just certain places like Russia where we just assume that things are just going to be effed up, especially because we have a language that can never sound pleasant. I feel like you go along with that language. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think because I know German is the same way. I'm, I'm wondering if they've been able to combat it. Obviously, the connotation of the German people is not a great one many a time. Um, and the but language German, certainly but, does not help. But Germans at least have Oktoberfest. So we yeah, know that they, they got party. Here. And they have Berlin. Berlin is the party capital of Europe. So we know that they get down. That's true. I can't name you a party part of Russia. Oh, man, Red Square. This gets popping this time of year. 
that's the thing it's like they, they don't even have an outlet there you know like i feel like every cold place you got something going on um you know like in the northeast i feel like it breeds entertainers and comedians because that's all shit that you can do inside like russian is just like they wrestle bears or get belligerently drunk i think you got to do something to warm you up i would say maybe put heat in your home that's, that's probably like an easy fix right there. You know, I, f- I feel like when you are in a country that has been industrialized and you're still struggling as if you're still farmers, something's off there. And I get it that they are, uh, there are countries that have dictators and I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's what Russia is. So it's, it's one of these things where you don't want to step out of line probably because you know what could happen. However, you got to get out of line because that ain't really where you want to stand. Like, I just don't, like, I don't, maybe they love it. Like in my mind, in my American mind, I don't understand how people could stay in a place like Russia and then also prosper in their own personal lives outside of the customs of Russia. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like for many, it's just all that they've ever known and all that their entire lineage has ever known. I'd have to assume. I, I don't know if they like. I wonder if I, I don't know. I, I I'd be curious to look this up if they have the similar rules like China does, where the government, because of its uh, nature, you know, doesn't even give them a full scope of information. Like, do they know what the Grand Canyon looks like, or are they just sitting there like, yeah, no, everywhere is snow? Because also, here's another question: How many people grow up in Russia, go somewhere else? And then go back to Russia. It can't be many. I would imagine if, if you if you left Russia and you go somewhere else that is has way more freedoms than Russia and you go back, it wasn't your choice to go back. Like that, oh, that would be sure. my major Yeah, that would be my major guess. But then I heard somebody say something that was even more interesting. I think this was around the last election time. And they were like, we shouldn't fear places like Russia anymore. And they were like, what do you mean? It was like, Cold War was a good amount of time ago. It wasn't that long, but it was long enough ago where we have surpassed them in every facet of life that we shouldn't fear them. Like they, they don't have the type of money that we have circulating. They don't have the type of technology. And they said something that blew my mind. And they were like, one of the reasons why they are so far in the past of other people is because they refuse to allow their people to create art. And they were saying like, if, if, you, if you stop art from being created in any place, Art breeds other things like technology. It breeds other things like writing. It, bre- it breeds all of these other things, all of these different industries that can help other industries prosper. But when you eliminate creativity from a, or from a country, you cut off every opportunity to actually evolve and you stay pretty much wherever you are when you cut that off. And that's what Russia has become. That's what I heard. I don't remember who said it, but it made a lot of sense to me. That's an interesting theory. You don't you don't see much art there, and I feel like yeah, I mean they have a great history of innovation, but I mean not much lately that I've been aware of. You know, I, I live under a rock at times, but I feel like if there was anything big, I'd know. Yeah, I, f- I feel like if there was anything big, we would all know. And yeah, I mean art we, is vital. Yeah, to and, any culture and society, you would know no. as as the you know solid artists here on the pod but you know what i mean (laughs) and and, but the only thing is weird too because the only thing only things that we know from russia every year that we see and hear about are putin and hockey players 
Like that's kind of it. And maybe and there's an overlap game. there sometimes too. Cause I feel like once a year, Putin drops like nine in a hockey game. Oh, for sure. Cause ain't nobody going to check Putin. You, Im- no. you imagine what happens if you check Putin in a celebrity hockey game. Yeah. You don't make it till the next day. It's very you don't simple. Make it out, you don't make it to the next period. <laughs> like you, they're going to just drag your bloody yeah. body off the ice and they're going to skate Eternal in it. Eternal penalty box. Dude, that's crazy. Like, I feel like, I feel like people will try to catch it. I feel like people will try to take a charge on Barack in a basketball game. Like, I feel like that's a thing. Like, people be like, I'm not going to hack him, but he's going to follow me. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him some body contact. I, I don't yeah. even think that, I don't even think the goalie's allowed to stop the, the, the puck when Putin shoots. I, I doubt it. I feel like being the goalie in that game would be the most terrifying thing because you're just like, what if I accidentally tip the puck? But, yeah, no, for real. Like, I, I, I think I watched a video with Don Cheadle on Jesus Amaro like a year back when he, was, he talked about playing Brock and the dude that wasn't – that was guarding him at the time wasn't guarding him. And uh, Don Cheadle didn't take so kindly to that and I think uh, was – taking on the ownership of fouling him hard every single time. <laughs> we follow him Barack hard? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I Steve guess you Barack. can do that if you're also famous and it's someone like Barack Obama who's going to be way more chill with contact in a contact sport instead of Putin who has a reputation to maintain. I, I, I personally feel like for you to be able to foul Barack Obama in a basketball game, you have to have reached the pinnacle of whatever profession you're in, like Don Cheeto has an Academy Award, plus numerous other awards. And you also have to be under 150 pounds. Like, I think that that's, that's the combination. Like, The Rock can't foul Barack Obama in a basketball game. I, I have not reached the pinnacle of anything in life, probably. But I weigh 200 pounds. I can't foul Barack, even though he's taller than me. Like, I feel like they're like, yo, what you doing, dog? You know the rule. Like, and, <laughs> but if you are 150 pounds and below, and you've reached the pinnacle, I think Barack would take one from you. Like, oh, that was cool. As long as you don't like bad boy pissed in him. You, you don't think you'll, your inner Philly would come out a little elbow check? And just kinda... I didn't say I didn't say I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying I wouldn't oh, be allowed to yeah. do it. Like, I feel yeah, like, no, I know, I, I know, I'd do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do a Jalen Rose. I'll probably slip my foot in for him when he's taking a jump shot. I'm like, oh, Potus rolled his ankle. Sup? Like, I probably. <laughs> I mean, I've always said this: if you blow by me, I'm sticking the knee out. And Listen, you, can... you know about me, I'm grabbing your jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, there's no rules here. Because nah, I'm also going to call you out and call you soft if you call that a foul. Yeah, come on. you seen Space Jam. Mike scored from the three point, from the half, point, half court line. Come on. Like, you Speaking of which, uh, are, are you rooting for the Monstars in Space Jam too? Because I think I am. I'm rooting for everything not on LeBron's team in Space Jam too. And, and the main reason, two, it's two main reasons. Besides the fact I'm a, I'm a Space Jam stan. First reason is those jerseys are horrible. So okay. absolutely garbage. They look like Sherbert. Like, I don't know why they thought they could just throw Sherbert on a jersey and it'll be tough because it's not. And maybe it'll look better in the movie with all of the colors, maybe. But I don't like those jerseys. And the second thing is, this movie has been in talk for about three or four years, I think, since we heard about it. And we still don't know nothing about it. And I'm just, I'm over it. Like, I wasn't even in it when it was talked about, like, oh, this is coming. I was like, I don't want to see a Space Jam 2. Like, I, I don't, I really don't need to see. I would rather for them to remaster Space Jam and put it back up. Because how, and R. Kelly's in jail. Who's going to do the I Believe I Can Fly type song? Who's, who's going to be that artist? That's a question for you. What artist can do a theme song on the same level as I Believe I Can Fly for Space Jam 2? Whew. 
Because um, the music is really what made that movie special besides just nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like, because the thing is, I feel like you still need to do that song. Like, are you going to replace I Believe I Can Fly? Like, that is a staple of Space Jam. R. Kelly's in prison. I don't know if they're... Oh, I'm well aware of that fact. Um, And and we are not a pro R. Kelly podcast as it pertains (laughs) to his, uh, you know, extracurricular activities. Yeah, we don't don't bang with Robert on this side. Um... I don't know. Like, I still feel like you got to go that R&B route. Um, I don't know why it was the first name that I thought of, but, like, kind of go with, like, an Usher that has okay. a little bit of range on that. Um, do you? But do you think they do it like they did in Creed, where they just remixed all of the classic songs and then added new songs with them? So you know how they still did, like, Eye of the Tiger. They still did forgot the other one but they still did the rocky theme and all of that but they just did it in a cool way like they did it with dirt bikes they did it like they did yeah they, they had the rocky theme with meek and dirt bikes yeah yeah so do they do they just do the same type of songs but they just remix them because the whole soundtrack was fire they had bugs bunny rapping jay-z wrote that verse i don't know if you know that but they had like all of these things happening so it was like how do you i don't think you top a space jam soundtrack i think you have to literally come into it like this is going to be a parallel album it can't be something completely new i don't think and be able to be on that same type of level i mean the other thing is just how do you i i again you know we'll go back to this but how do you remake space jam like what are you going to do differently in the storytelling or is it going to be the same exact game just with different players now because i'm a stan i read the synopsis Allegedly, from what I read, and this was October of 2020, so who knows if this is going to age well, it's supposed to be a different, completely different story. It's supposed to be that LeBron and his son, um, who's not his real son, which is crazy because I'm like, you have a, a teenage son who's in high school playing basketball. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity, but I digress. So LeBron and his son is jumping through different cartoon synopsis in order to save something like to save the day or whatever it's going to be. So they're going to be jumping through different like um, cartoon worlds and parallels and things like that, as opposed to it being like the lockdown and all of the NBA players greatness gets stolen. I'm pretty sure they're still going to do that aspect of it, but it's more about like jumping through different universes and trying to solve the problems. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna have to get a starting five. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think the starting five of NBA players is just gonna be LeBron's crew? I wouldn't be surprised if they're all clutch clients, but I think that that's actually doing a disservice. Like, I think that actually the only clutch client are two. The only two clutch clients that I that I know of that I can think of right now who should be in Space Jam are Draymond Green because he is a cartoon character. Fact. And Anthony Davis, because his body is a cartoon. Like, he shouldn't be that tall and lanky and all that. So, it's like, and he has a unibrow. I feel like that's a great cartoon. Like, yeah, no, it's a very easy one because it's also a very distinguishable mm-hmm. monster. Yeah, that unibrow definitely plays. Uh, I'm trying to think who else I would want in that starting five. I feel like JaVale, McGee's, JaVale McGee's got to be the five just because he's, for the same reason, <laughs> He's a card like he's he you could just put actual JaVale McGee in there and that's a cartoon character. Like just shacked in a fool JaVale McGee and just do a, like a little montage in cartoon form. It would be perfect. You're not wrong. 
You're not wrong. Give me, give me, all right, give me, give me your LeBron five before we go to the Monstars five. Like, give me your LeBron five. That he's getting other NBA stars or, or just... whether it be cartoons or NBA stars. Who, who's on your five? Because remember, at least Jordan had Bill Murray. Yeah, but well, Bill Murray is the best basketball player in that movie. He's never lost, made it very clear, undefeated. Um, not wrong. The LeBron five. I mean, so you got. Roll with Lola at the one. Okay, okay. But kind of, kind of Steph Curry esque. You know, move with with and without the ball. I'm gonna go Bugs at the two. I mean, Bron's probably gonna be the five, just given the size of uh, cartoon characters. Okay, okay. I want I want the Taz at the three. Okay. C- kind of to be the Draymond Green of this team. Who's at the four? Who's at the four? Um, I think they're going to put Anthony Davis at the four. Like, I think that he's going to get another NBA player that's going to be one of his homies. Oh, he's okay. I mean, the other option is, yeah, so so let's go celebrity here. Man, it's like there's so many celebrities to pick from, and just none of them come to mind. You know, like, when I need them most, give me uh, – I'd love to see, like, a snoop. Just for like the comedic <laughs> aspect of it, I think that'd be hysterical. I feel like, like they're uh, gonna get somebody with super random, like Mark Wahlberg. I feel like Mark Wahlberg. No, well, Mark Wahlberg's only gonna be in it if Jimmy Butler's in it. I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Butler's in it. Jimmy Butler yeah. has more deals in the last three months than he ever had in his entire NBA career. If he's not in Space Jam two, he needs to fire his management. Yeah, I feel like it's easier to think of the Monstar Five because like you just pick like the most different looking at every position, like. My point guard bias very much included is Isaiah Thomas. No, like, Isaiah, get, Thomas get, get, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas didn't get. Oh, he's not. He's not. He's not. But give me a dude that <laughs> one is a lefty. I, I feel like you need to, like got throw a lefty in there somewhere to be a little different. I've never even seen a left-handed cartoon. I'm a pioneer. Like I don't think I've ever seen a left-handed cartoon. Like I'm thinking about it. Like I don't think I've They're ever holding seen. holding us back. Listen, I'm I'm not I'm right-handed, so it's a, it's a right-handed world. But I agree. We need we need some versatility. Let's go lefties. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Isaiah. I'll, I'll I'll stick with your Draymond and Anthony Davis. I'm throwing in my Javale, and at the two. I mean, if if Snoop's in it, I kind of want to pick Clay Thompson just so they can throw in some like stoner references, just like that are very subliminal that can sneak by in a kids movie. But that's just because I'm a bad person, I think. So, I think at the two. I kind of want to pick like a, a young kid, like someone that's just come into the league. Maybe a. Ooh. Again, my bias is showing. I, my first instinct was give me Marcus Smart just because he also is a cartoon character. Um, like I'm just picturing him flopping and like going flat Stanley on the cartoon. It's just cracking me up in my head. But I'm gonna go with I mean I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Dwayne Wade. Your five um, is trash right now. I agree. It's because I'm I'm blanking right now, but I'm going Dwayne Wade. They're gonna steal the talents of one of LeBron's friends, and that's gonna add to the storyline. Not that Dwayne Wade is someone that you want to steal right now, but I I think it'd be an interesting concept. 
that would actually be a dope storyline, especially if they're going through different universes. You just take his friends from when they were at their peak powers. And then he has to get his washed friends to help him. What if that was his five? What if it was all his washed NBA friends? Mello, D Wade, (laughs) Carlos Boozer. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, I I changed it back. No, is it Drunas Ogowskis? I want Big Z. Big Z. Is even Big Z or or no shirt JR? (laughs) Yeah, 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 no no shirt JR. (laughs) I I need that as sort of where's JR's shirt? I don't know. And Mike's special (laughs) special stuff is Hennessy. Just straight up Henny. That that definitely is LeBron's five. I mean, I I mean the starting five for the Monstars are going to be all of the players that you can't guard. Like that's really what's going to be. It's going to be Steph Curry. Is he going to pull up from anywhere? It's going to be like, okay, that's cool. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Dame Lillard. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Joel. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like all of these players who Zion. have a skill set. Yeah, these like these dudes who have like insane skill sets and they're good. They could be good at only one thing, but that one thing is elite. And everybody like, yes, yeah, I would. I'll be shocked if Zion Williams is not his movie. I would be shocked. Because he is being pushed harder than any rookie I've seen literally since LeBron. Like, he's been it's, getting it's, pushed since he was, like, 14. Nah, but it's different. Because a lot of people got pushed when they were in high school, and a lot of people got pushed when they were in college. But, like, they're forcing things on Zion. Like, they're forcing Zion on us. Like, the fact that they, the Pelicans were even in the bubble was just so that Zion could possibly win rookie of the year when he played 20 games. Like, that's disrespectful yeah. to Ja. That's literally – and he got votes. Like, people voted for him. How did they vote for a guy – who only played like 20 games out of, what was it, 68, 71, something? Yeah, it was about that. I was going to say high 60s. And, and, and they said something, and they said Joel and B couldn't win it. What? Like, isn't he, aren't these the I same? Mean, I agree people? Joel couldn't win it, um, but you know I know he's I the best player on the world? Sure. That year. No, he, yeah, I mean, no, he just didn't deserve it flat out. Um, <laughs> you hate it. <laughs> But, like, this has always been my thing because I, I have the same belief when it comes to the Baseball Hall of Fame. There should be – like, there needs to be checks and balances on voting. Like, I've always said if someone doesn't vote for a Hall of Famer – Steph Curry just pulled up from 30, by the way. Um, if, if you, <laughs> I if told you, you Monstars. Yeah. If you don't vote for someone who gets, like, 90% of the vote or more, you lose your vote forever. In the same way, if you vote for someone that gets less than, like, 5%, you lose your vote forever because you're just making a mockery of the system. See, I like, I like where you're going with that. The only issue for baseball specifically, let's just say baseball specifically, we saw in our childhoods that the best players ever were not getting votes because of steroids. And, like, if you were the one person who's like, yo, I still got to vote for this person so they don't fall off the ballot, and they got, like, 10%. I don't want you to lose your vote because I want you to actually vote these people in who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, especially in a sport where you're actually get hyped up to cheat. So it is hard to do that. I do think, though, I think that every one of these voters should have to justify their votes. Like nobody yep. ever asks the question. So it's just like, oh, yeah, you voted. OK, and we don't agree with it, but we move on. Like oh, yeah, you no, voted for Jeff zero- Kent and not Barry Bonds, but OK. Dude, like and, and you know me, you know how much I bangs with the Yankees. I do. I'm a Phillies guy, but I grew up cheering for the Yankees, too. You can't tell me that Derek Jeter should have been the first unanimous person in the Hall of Fame. He wasn't. Was it Mo? It was Mo. Mo, Mo, Mo I can live with. Yeah, no, Jeets wasn't no, unanimous. I I, yeah. He wasn't unanimous at all, I don't think. Well, I couldn't live with Mo either because Ken Griffey Jr. was before him and he wasn't unanimous. Yeah. Just nobody yeah, no, I, I agree. But, I, but that's Mo, the Mo issue with the – You can't tell me Mo, Mo – I love Mo. You can't tell me Mo – 
was a unanimous pick, but the kid wasn't. Like, there's no, oh, there's I nothing agree. you can say to me. I agree that there's a number of people that should have been unanimous even before the kid. But of course, you got to break that chain of being like, yeah, but the last guy didn't get it. Like, I feel like just someone needed to get it. Whoever they felt was right. But also, that's part of my point. I, and I agree that the, the bottom side of it is, is harder to police of, you know, you voted for these people and the other people that, you know, I get that. But for sure on the top half, if you don't vote for someone that gets like 90%, clearly you don't know baseball. Or you're holding a grudge, and that means, again, we need to get rid of your vote. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they can do for it because a lot of the stuff in all the sports, specifically the NFL and MLB, they focus so much on – like MLB is the hardest one to get into. The NFL one, to me, is the second most petty one to get into. So it's one of these things where you look around and you're like, if, if – if what is it, 54, 52, 54 people on the regular roster for football, and you're telling me that you have two Pro Bowl teams, and if all 54 people opt out, you're just going to get 54 new people, and you're telling me that they're Pro Bowlers still? That doesn't make any sense. That's a, that's well, a cheap – Show some a respect to, to Pro Bowl alums Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. I, I shall not. I shall not, sir. I can't, I can't show any respect for somebody who's a alleged rapist and somebody whose name is the Red Rifle – but couldn't throw it past 50 yards. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. The big revenge game this past weekend. But, yeah, no, I totally agree. And, but I, I think that's part of why you're like, yeah, you lose your vote, but you can appeal and explain your vote to not vote for one of those people. I think that's fair. Yeah. Like, tell I, me I think... why you're not voting for Barry Bonds. I mean, he's not at that high of a level. But, like, if you're the one person that didn't vote for Ken Griffey Jr., you better have a damn good reason why. I need to know why. And maybe and it maybe needs to be like, that he had, he slept with your wife or something. <laughs> or or it could be literally that you took your King Griffey vote and you voted for a guy who you believe should be in Hall of Fame with King Griffey but isn't getting enough votes. Like the, one of these old timers that is just like, yo, you forgot how good such and such was. So I need to – I know King Griffey's getting it. But but that to me, to me means that we need more votes. Then. Like why do you have a, a finite number of – if you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. Point yeah, no, period. I agree. And that's, that's the issue. I, that's what bugs me, too, is when people – because they get, what, 10 votes, I think, on a ballot of, say, 30 to 40 names. They – the people that are just like – the people that drive me the most insane that absolutely need to get their votes taken away are the people that just send back the ballot and you're like, I'm not voting for anyone. I'm like, all right, well, I'm never sending you this piece of paper ever again because you've just disrespected everyone on that list. I didn't even know people did that. It doesn't surprise me, but I didn't think. Yeah, it. or it happened. I know when Jeter got elected, there was multiple people that were like, the only person who deserves to be picked on this ballot this year is Derek Jeter. And I was like, no, there's multiple Hall of Famers on there that you should be voting for all of them. And they were like, no, out of respect to Derek Jeter, I'm only going to vote for him. I was like, that's not how this system works. Yeah, no, that should be an incomplete test. That should be yeah. the same way if you be like, oh, we, can, we can't submit this. Yeah, I can't put your scantron on it, man. You didn't put your name on it. Like, it has to be something. And and it's such a flawed system. And and But we also hold such high regard for first-time, first-eligible Hall of Famers. Like, we'd be like, oh, first ballot Hall of Famer. And it's like, what does that even mean? Like, we all of these – I mean, I think actually the Basketball Hall of Fame is the best Hall of Fame, and I know there's way more people in it. And I don't think it's the best because of that. I think it's the best because it takes your high school, college. So complete. If you have international. Everything. 
takes it all into account. They say, were you one of the greatest basketball players to ever, were you one of the greatest basketball contributors? Were you one of the greatest um, coach? All of that kind of stuff. They say, like, were you a part of the game's history and it can't be told without you? Yes, you're in. Period. Yeah, that, 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 that's my favorite way of looking at any of these Hall of Fames is just the, can I tell the story of this sport and not include you? And that's where it's like, I don't care. If you want to make it a steroid wing, I really don't care. There's already dudes in the Hall of Fame that have steroid allegations. Just look at Pudge Rodriguez. That That's like, again, not going to defend everything he said, but like how people don't vote for Kurt Schilling due to the character clause. I was like, Ty Cobb was a very out there open racist, and he's been sitting there for a century. So maybe let's not look at that. And we're going to look like all these baseball owners. But, aren't racist or a lot of them are yeah. like come on, like stop it yeah like, like the character it. clause is so is the dumbest part but yeah that's i do agree that i i like that about the uh i almost called the nba hall of fame but that's the beauties it's not it's the actual basketball hall of fame it's the naismith basketball hall of fame and that's amazing Fun fact that's i i once uh once had to be rushed to the hospital across the street from there it's a good time but that's <laughs> a story for another day shout out to that but i but it's just sports is one of those things that it's all subjective except for the numbers the numbers are the numbers. That's what it is. Everything else is, 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 is subjective. Everything else is an opinion. The numbers are the facts. And that's all that it is. And, and I think that – I think there, there's definitely levels to the numbers. Like, you look at a guy like Allen Iverson who has terrible efficiency ratings, but he has terrible efficiency ratings because he played 42 minutes a game. They don't credit people for playing long. They'd be like, well, if you play 25 to 30, your, your efficiency numbers are great. But it's like – Iverson, that's a skill to be able to play 42 minutes a game for your career. But that gets poo-pooed because he wasn't the best shooter. But how can you be the best shooter when you can hand check and you were 5'11"? Like, it's just Not like – mentioned mention that his weapons around him were lacking so he could be double teamed on every listen, single man, Triple team probably. They probably left people. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to disrespect your guy, but I don't think Aaron McKee was uh, driving fear into the hearts of the <laughs> You didn't like the crooked jump shot? The, the um, welcome to the YMCA jump shot. You know, I really didn't. I, <laughs> it was not something that kept me up at night. I, 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 I wish I could say otherwise, but it was not Listen. something that was giving me nightmares. Listen, I'm not mad at you for your opinion, but I will always stick up for North Philadelphia's own Aaron McKee. When I should, when I, I, I remember when I met Aaron McKee for the only time, he, <laughs> I walked up to him and I was like, Aaron McKee, and he was like, Yeah, man, what's going on? And I was like. Can I shake your hand? I just want to say thank you for being a bright light for North Philadelphians. And he was like, oh, I appreciate that, man. And his hand wrapped around my hand twice. Like, I felt like – and I was, I was definitely in my 20s. I was a grown man. And I, was, I never felt more like a little boy as a grown man in my life than that moment. Yeah, it, it's weird meeting athletes like that, though. Like, you realize, like, I, I, it's weird to think that we're the same species. Not really, though, because for me, maybe this is literally just my confidence. This, this might actually be bad. Like, I don't <laughs> – I never am in, am in awe of human beings because they're human. You know what I mean? Like, even when I was an athlete, like, because I was an athlete, and I felt like I was a really, really, really good athlete. I had to I – I probably still got them the quick t- twitchies, but I just got hurt a lot, and then I ended up getting asthma. So things didn't happen. And I got robbed. I'm pretty, supposed to be 6'2". I'm 5'8". I have a 6'2 wingspan. Your high school's matching wingspan. Something got, it was a glitch in the matrix. If I was 6'2, I would be playing for the Sixers right now. I would still be our starting point guard. But I digress. But I think when I meet athletes, I just look at them and I'm like, or even when I watch them, like I don't ever think about them 
in some weird realm, except, except when there's like this feat that probably has never been done or never been done to that level. Then I'm like, oh, that's different. You know, like I don't get hype when I see like a great basketball player unless you do something that I've probably never seen before or haven't seen in a long time. You know, so like somebody like Giannis, I might be like, oh, that's a different human being because you're not supposed to be that big and be able to run the floor like that. But then if I see somebody like a Joel Embiid, I don't think that same way because you're supposed you're just to be like, yeah, you're seven foot three, you're 270 and you're big. Yeah, it's supposed to be like that. And then when you see fighters, fighters are our size. Like a lot of yeah. the best fighters. <laughs> So That's it's true. like, okay, cool. Like, when I see these guys wait sometime, I'm like, damn, I really got to drop some pounds. Like, I, I'm 5'8", and I'm like 2'10", and then I see somebody 5'11", fighting at 150. I'm like... Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, the Zabits, where he's like 6'2", fighting at 145, and, like, doesn't seem to have that much of a problem making weight. So it's like, he's probably walking around at, like, 165, if we're calling it that. But it's like, yeah, there's some, yeah, no, I think it's like when I look at Daniel Cormier, I'm not like, yeah, no, we're a different species. When I look at Francis Ngannou, that's different a different person. species. It's a different species. <laughs> a different species. That person was hatched. They were not born. That's a different, that's a different that, Yeah, that was made in a test tube because they were like, yes. how can we make the absolute scariest human being that's ever walked Dude, the face? Francis Ngannou looks like they took Mike Tyson's shell and put Roy Jones' work ethic with it. And they were like, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be somebody who hits hard, hits like concrete, is way more fast than you think he is, and also isn't that skilled. He doesn't do the fundamentals. Like, to me, he is Mike Tyson's body with Roy Jones' work ethic when, when, when Roy was Roy. And it's just like everything about him is wrong. Like, his technique is garbage, but it don't matter. It's like how Tyreek Hill runs. Tyreek Hill runs bad. Like, he doesn't have good form at all. But you're going to tell He's me Tyreek Hill can run? Yeah. yeah. Somehow it makes it – it works for him. Yeah, I, and I do, I, I do genuinely think when it comes to athletes at this point, like, not that I've been desensitized, but it's like I feel like I've been in the presence or in that sphere of life long enough. I don't think I'd get particularly starstruck by most people. Like, I feel like there's only a couple people that would be like, take my breath away worthy. Mm -hmm. I think I'm trying to think of who that list would be. Like, if I met Tom Brady, I don't know that words would come out of my mouth. Like, Tom Brady, really? I, I don't know. And I'd probably just say thank you, but, like, it really pissed me off to see that video of Manny Ramirez. Actually, now multiple videos of Manny Ramirez going up to people with Red Sox hats, being like, who's your favorite player? And they just don't recognize him. Oh, I mean, I he's out in, like, either. Australia, so. I haven't seen any. And, and it's, like, a black Red Sox hat. I, dude, I was just like, and it's this thing with Manny, he still looks like Manny from, like, 2006. Like, he, he doesn't look any different. Still got the, the braids and the dreads and, like, See, but, but yeah. I, I blame – I blame. all right, this is a question because I haven't seen any of these videos. Was he – did he have a baby fist-sized piece of tobacco in his mouth or not? <laughs> no. He, he <laughs> As far as I can tell, he was not dipping. Uh, well, then I, how am I going to recognize him? I need – man, I need, I need to see – it look like you got a baby fist in your mouth of tobacco. Spit it out. Maybe maybe, maybe run, run past the base a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, that's Manny Ramirez. <laughs> like – <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 one that I've seen that's gone most viral, like it, it's clear this dude had no idea baseball because like he was like our age, where it's like if you just knew baseball and you were our age, like just a little bit, you're gonna know Manny Ramirez. You should and probably be able to, to. Yeah, like you should. So it's like that's why I was like he said something about his girlfriend in the video. 
like the dude that Manny was asking. So I'm wondering if like he got it as a gift or something. But I was like, someone's got to recognize Manny, like, because I'm just feeling bad for my guy at this point. I'm like, this dude's gone up to two random strangers, just being like, "Hey, nice hat. Who's your favorite player?" And they look at him like he's a crazy person, which he is, but a, a lovable crazy person that they should know. Listen, I'm looking up Manny Ramirez, Manny Ramirez's net worth in 2020 and is $110 million. I don't feel bad at all for Manny. I, I, th- I, think, I think if I met Manny Ramirez, like I'd just give him a hug. Like I feel like he'd be totally cool with that too. Listen, Maybe not in 2020, you know, we're, we're all yeah. about social distance, but. Manny Ramirez is the, is the man. I don't like Boston, the Boston Red Sox, but Manny Ramirez is definitely the man. But I think it's a blessing that people don't recognize him because he's worth $110 million and he can just go out and live his life. How many people can say that? That was a professional athlete at the highest level. Like historically high level. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, he probably is happy about it most of the time. He probably really doesn't care until he sees my in Red Sox gear. Then he feels kind of some kind of way. Like yeah, somebody, like it looked like all he was trying to do is make these people stay, and they just look back at him like, <laughs> I have no idea who you are. <laughs> like, like if, if you walk up to somebody in a Tampa Bay Rays hat and they knew who he was, he'd probably be like, really? And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I, it wouldn't shock me if he's forgotten, like, every single logo except the th- three teams he played for. Like, unless it's a Dodgers, Cleveland Indians, or Red Sox hat, he might have no idea what's going on. I don't even – well, it's not the Cleveland Indians anymore, sir. Yeah, the, I don't the Cleveland think, baseball team, I apologize. <laughs> I don't even think that he knew the logos when he played. I think he was like, what city we in? I mean, he, it was Pittsburgh. usually covered in pine tar. So Dude. Manny Ramirez was cheating. We, we, we know about the alleged steroid stuff, but he was cheating. Alleged. That, he had so much pine tar on him that he shouldn't have been able to be on the field. Like, it was like, yo, bro. Like, bro. I, I think he got away with it because Trot Nixon always had more. Neither one of you should be able to play. Yo, get him, get him off the field, bro. That's like, that's like, that's like if somebody's like, yeah, but he's on more steroids. What? <laughs> You're both on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think my, my, I'm, just, I'm just on the picograms. Just the pico. No, bro, get him yeah. out of here. Oh, uh, the picos. My, my my favorite quote about Manny Ramirez. This this is how good it was. It's literally a YouTube comment that I remember seeing, and this dude was like, uh, this is maybe a couple years ago, and the comment was. I'm 45 years old. I've been watching baseball my entire life. Manny Ramirez is the only hitter where he'd be down 0-2, and the thought going through my head is he's got this pitcher right where he wants him. <laughs> but that was real. Like there were stories that Manny would like intentionally miss a pitch in the first inning so that you would throw it to him again in the sixth. Like he was like like for all the alleged doping and cheating, like there are stories where it's like that dude was a scientist to this game listen he was a great baseball player i don't believe that story but if there's anybody who that story ranks truer about is vlad guerrero i love me some vlad guerrero (laughs) i love vlad guerrero he would he could hit in he hit intentional pitches intentional walk pitches he hit him he's like nah bro he hit pitches that would bounce like three feet before the plate and like hit him to the warning track yeah and smack him like, I remember him hitting line drives. It, this was another thing I remember reading in a news article or from an anchor of some kind about talking about him hitting a ball off the wall, like the left field wall. And they were like, I thought a gunshot went off. Like, he hit it 330 feet, and it still hit at an impact of, did someone just shoot a gun in here? Listen, I'm going I'm to say it like this. I realized Dominican baseball players were different type of people when I saw Vlad Guerrero swing at anything and still bat 300 
when Moises is loose, that he pees on his hands right before every game to make them tougher. So that's why he doesn't need to wear gloves. And then when I've seen people like Big Poppy and Manny Ramirez have the worst athletic bodies that you could find and still be all-star players in all-world talents, I was like, these are different kind of cats. These, these, these are different. This, this is, like, I've never even heard of a Dominican baseball player getting cancer of the mouth. And the amount of chewing tobacco that I see when I see a, a Dominican baseball player, especially in his prime, like, do you, do you remember Sammy Sosa's face? Sammy Sosa used to have, he had, he had so much chewing tobacco on the side of his face. He straight up a chipmunk. Like, dude, he like he was growing a tumor. Yeah. It looked like it had already set in. Yeah. It's like, there, that's part <laughs> of your face, bro. Half his face was Kanye, half his face was Sammy. That's how big of a cheek. <laughs> yeah, it was, and I've never heard of any of them getting jaw cancer. No, I can't All think I, of oh, a single one. I can't think of one, dude. Like, I can think of some white baseball players. I can think of some black baseball players, non-Dominican black baseball players. I can't think of one Dominican Republic player from the Dominican, not these homegrown Dominicans. We need from no, the Dominican Republic. No, we're talking Republic. grow up, stick ball with bottle caps Dominican yes. baseball players. Yeah. And we don't know how old you are. I mean, that's the kind of Dominican I'm talking about. Yeah. The, 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 the Pujols-Tejada mentality. Dude, Tejada was my favorite player for like three years when he was with the Athletics. And then when he went to the uh, Boston Orioles, and he was like, aren't you three years older? And he's like, oh, you found out? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was the other way. He, I think he was three years younger. No, he was because, older. Was it? Yeah, he was older. <laughs> Trust me, that was my guy. They, they, I'm, I'm thinking of someone else. There was someone else that like lied and said they were older just so they could get scouted. But, yeah, no, his, you're right. I, I do remember now he was like, yeah, I'm 16. He was like 22. <laughs> I think they found out mad late. I feel like they was like he started. Oh, no, it was late in his career. Like he was well past the yeah. days. He was like, like 34, but he was really 37. It was like, yo, bro. That made it even more incredible that you're still in the league yeah. at like 37. But no, like, that, that was, the Pujols one that came out recently was like that too, where he was like, uh, he was like, I was 12 and I faced this guy 25 years or however many years ago, and they did the math, and they were like, that doesn't add up to your age. Like, <laughs> you're like, again, like two or three years older than you say you are, and you're also 41 already, so, like, you're still <laughs> just bopping out here. <laughs> Dog, that is, the, that is the greatest scam in professional sports going right now where, like, a Dominican Republic or a Cuban person just gives you whatever birth certificate they feel like giving you that day. Like, it's just straight up like – But yeah, my other favorite is when they name their kids the same. Like, this was true um, with the Roofnet Odor brothers, both of which are named Roofnet Odor. And it's something that apparently does happen in the Dominican and other places because what happens is when they're getting scouted, they'll say, oh, no, I have a 16-year-old son. His name is Roofnet Odor. And then they'll introduce the 20 year old and then just let the other one get scouted later. I love it. So like they, they end up getting drafted. I mean, Hey, like I said, before we started where there's a dream, there's a scheme, write it down. I'm I'm all in for it. Cause you know, I I tell everybody who will listen, there's only two types of people in this world. There's pimps and there's hoes. And we're all going to be both of them at some point. The key is to know which one you are at every scenario and situation. I mean, I can't even say it better. I feel like that's probably, man, I, I mean, it's just poetic. That's what you it's know. about, man. It's that, it's that North Philadelphia logic. It's straight to the point, 
I mean, we all really go, argue that we all going to try to pimp something from somebody at some point or some yep. system or something. And we all going to be holes to the same type of thing. Like you just got to know what, who you are in the moment. Like, yeah, I feel like the, the white version of that is it's the circle of life. Maybe. <laughs> so, so you're telling me that we, if we combine them, then, then like a pimp name slip back would actually be a lion King. I mean, I'm down with it. <laughs> Say, what's your name? A pimp called Slipback. So, Slickback? No, a pimp called Slipback. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, here, here's where our brains end up going. Is like, I want a Lion King remake now. <laughs> With Boondocks characters? <laughs> I mean, the other thing is like, I mean, again, I mean, the first thing that popped in my mind is just, you know, you literally have a cat. Just literally Cat Williams. He, You know, whether or not he's available is another question, but I'd be so down for that. <laughs> I would very much enjoy Disney remakes, but like the North Philly edition. <laughs> like honest trailers with Disney movies. Yeah, like honest trailers, but just like completely changing or not changing the the overall plot, but just every character is now from the hood. <laughs> soon as soon as Scar kills Mufasa. Scar just Fuck gets out cat. of here. Cat, Scar, <laughs> Scar just gets cat. Bow! It's for my daddy. <laughs> I think that I think the the one that I would like to see is if Disney did like blends of movies, but only in the cartoon version. So you have like the Lion King, but you blend it with Black 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 Panther because it's all in Africa. Like that could be dope. I mean, Disney owns all that, so exactly. I don't see why not. Billion dollar idea right there. I can't wait for them to steal it. Yeah, no, I, I want royal. I mean, you should get royalties, but I'll I'll take some royalties too. Just See, for that, was the the that was the white yeah, man. That was the white man. That's bad. You to, yo, I need the royalties. You didn't even come out. <laughs> I was in the I, room. I got dibs. I got I dibs. Room, yeah. <laughs> I, got I mean, dibs. that's a good question, though. I feel like we could probably wrap it up on this. What What Disney movie would you love to see, like a wild, like rated R adaptation of? Like just language, like <laughs> oh, I, I got it, I got it, I got it already. And this is this is not necessarily my idea. This is Gerard Carmichael's idea, but I'm I'm so with him. He said like, what if? <laughs> say what if like every Disney princess just ended in like real life? Like so like Rapunzel, like Rapunzel like has all this long beautiful hair. She meets the man of her dreams, and then it goes into like the second half of the movie when all of that hair is falling out because her man's cheating on her. And then, like, and then, yeah. <laughs> you realize how stressful it is to be in a relationship when you live at the high castle and everybody else is below you, but now you don't got no hair for nobody to climb up, like <laughs> stuff like that. Or like Beauty and the Beast. He said like Beauty and the Beast where we're like, <laughs> at the end of the movie, <laughs> Belle looks at him and is like, you were a beast, but now you're a monster. Like, because they just not getting along. <laughs> Like I would love to see petty any, old arguments. Be like, yeah, why don't you just turn back into a beast? You dig me? Like any of the Disney princesses going through real life turmoil and literally having to deal with it. Like that would be awesome because you know all of those fairy tale stories are nonsense to a certain extent. Like, like, you, like all like Cinderella. Can you imagine if like <laughs> you imagine Cinderella happened and then she gets into the castle like after the the, the ball or whatever it is, and then the prince just has sex with her like that night and then kicks her out in the morning and calls her uber like that'll be like crazy <laughs> like oh i thought you were staying like no nah, i was thinking like you even throw night. something in with the 
with the ball, like just suddenly it turns into a bar fight somehow. Like absolutely, <laughs> you should be with brawling, throwing shoes and bottles. Yeah, yeah. Like the carriage doesn't turn into a pumpkin; it actually turns into like a hoopty. Like it's like, damn, this joint broke down on me. You got to like hitchhike back, and like all of those mice give you rabies. Like it'll be crazy. It'll be dope. Like I need something like that where like you think it's a you think it's positive until you realize yeah. this, this doesn't make any sense. Like so, almost like beauty. keep the movie the exact same, and then just the ending is just like very depressingly real life. Ooh, ooh, got one. Sleeping Beauty, the Bill Cosby autobiography. <laughs> I, don't know, I feel like that one might be a tough sell at the at the the chairman the board meeting at Disney. What? That's that's a billion dollar idea right there. Oh, you just changed it's the name. You're good. Yeah. You know what's crazy about it? He he never kisses her on the lips because he wants her to stay asleep. <laughs> Oh that one, that's the one I need to see. See, I was just going to say, like, I was going to go just the Pixar route, Toy Story. Like, I'd love to just see all the toys being like, this fucking kid is such an idiot. Like, I was going to go nice and simple with it, too. You really uh, took it next level. Got to. Got to. Even Toy Story. I want to see Toy Story versus Toy Soldiers, and I want to see Blood and Mayhem. I want to see what's going on. Oh, that'd be, that'd be, I'd love to see the Toy Soldiers in action. That'd, that'd be, dope. be dope. Or Indian. I know we can't call it this anymore, but Indian in the cupboard. Yeah. That would be dope too. Like you put the toys in, you put all of the Toy Story toys in the cupboard, Doo-doo. and they actually like stay toys, and they can't come back until you do it again, and then you get into a whole East versus West showdown, like West Side Story, but with toys. Like that'd be ill. Cause you got Woody, who's a cowboy, and then you got the Indian in the cupboard. Let's get it. Ooh, that's that, that's an option. Disney, if you're listening, which we know you are, <laughs> just let us know. I, I don't think we're asking for too much. Just a small cut. Listen, they got the what if series coming out. This all could be what ifs. All of these could be what ifs. Yeah, I'm excited to see some of the stuff they got coming out. I am not all, excited all the, to see WandaVision. That looks like garbage. No, nah, I'm I haven't I haven't liked that one yet. Uh I'm very much in on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Very much enjoy those two characters, which I know we've discussed at length. Yeah, um, I enjoy those characters too. That trailer was not it though. Yeah, trailer didn't fill me with a ton of optimism. Um, I would say from a trailer perspective, the Loki one seems interesting. I'm curious to see yeah, where they go from dope. there. That one seems dope because I feel like you can bring in a bunch of different kind of one-episode guest stars, mm-hmm. even from like the actual Marvel cast, which would be kind of cool. Um, we'll have to see. The- yeah, I think I think there's a lot of potential there, a lot of a lot of positive things. I do like that Chadwick Boseman does the voice for the cartoon Black Panthers in these series, so that's dope. I don't know how many yep. episodes he, he was able to do, but that's amazing. I think that Disney, Disney really can't lose. Like they're just too big to lose. Like that's just kind of what it is. So if they give us trash, we're still going to watch it. Like all of the Star Wars stuff, I'm going to watch. All of the Marvel stuff, I'm going to watch. Everything else, you got to really wild with me for it. But you don't need to if you got if you got two things right there that produce over a billion dollars. Yeah, I, I mean, like, and even they put up paywalls for some stuff. Like when they dropped Mulan on Disney Plus, I didn't watch it, but it was like thirty bucks. Apparently, it wasn't very good, but I guarantee they more than made their money back. That's also crazy. Thirty dollars movies don't cost thirty dollars. Like, why am I paying you thirty dollars on top of paying you the seven hundred dollars I pay you for Disney Plus anyway? Like that that makes zero sense to me. Yeah, I mean, like I I could have gone to a movie theater, and if it was in movie theaters. It's like I, the exclusivity was not worth it to me. Like I think I saw it at uh, Target a couple weeks ago, and it was like fifteen bucks. And it's like, 
I, I, I don't know how many months it's been since then. I didn't miss it. No. I, can I, believe I still didn't get the movie, but... I completely uh, forgot about it until you said that. But I know what I am buying. You know what's available today. Tenet. What is? Tenet with John David Washington. Oh. It's t- today. It's like they finally released it today for people to own uh, digitally or on DVD. On what platform? Oh, on, on, or on DVD? All of them. It's like just you could just buy it like off of whatever. Oh, just like on a man. That's the mm-hmm. way to check that out. Oh, I got to do it. They put the first six minutes out two days ago on YouTube for free. That's a, that's a good marketing plan. I'm going I'm to I'm text it to you right now, and I want to know what you think. I know, I know we're about to end this thing, but I need to know what you think after you. I'm about to literally text it to you because it was – I'm not going to hype it up. Just, I want, you tell me what you that think. Is, yeah, you I'll let you know. That is genius, though. I, I can't believe I've never seen that executed that way before to just be like, yeah, here's the start of the movie. We're going to leave you so, at a cliffhanger where you know you're going to want to buy it. You know what movie we won't see for six minutes first? Space Jam 2. And that's in, people. You see how we I'm did a- that? That's a callback. Yeah, I might not watch any of that. We'll see. I'm sure I'll, I'll hate watch it at some point. Dude, I'm going to have to watch it just so that I can know why I'm mad. Because I'm going to be mad. We, we may have to sync up that viewing experience just to get through it together. Dude, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> it's going to be... Even I'm gonna be more mad if it's good. Ain't that some hate? Sh- uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could be Academy Award worthy. I'm gonna refuse to say that it's good, <laughs> and that is a promise, and that is a guarantee, and that is episode one in the books. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished when I bought ass tomorrow. Y'all thought it was raining. Flexing on these niggas, I'm like Papa on the spinach. Double M, yeah, that's my T Rose. Hey, the captain, I'm lieutenant. I'm the type can.